This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Hi, I'm Olivia Quinn. Welcome to The Straits Times' Big Story podcast, where we analyse key issues with our journalists and guest experts. At a press conference today at the Istana, we heard from Prime Minister Lee Hsien Lung, Finance Minister and PAP's new 4G leader Lawrence Wong, as well as former Cabinet Minister and PAP Chairman Ko Boon Wan. They gave more details on the party's succession and how Mr Wong was selected as its 4G leader. Mr Ko saying that he interviewed 19 people as part of the, of the decision process. The 19 consisted of 17 cabinet ministers, Speaker of Parliament Han Chuan Jin and NTUC Secretary General Eng Chi Ming. Not included were PM Lee and Senior Ministers Tiu Chi Hien and Thaman Shamugaratnam. While out of the 19 interviewed, 15 chose Minister Lawrence Wong as their preferred leader. Speaking to media for the first time since being named the 4G leader, Minister Wong describes the role he's taking on as possibly the biggest responsibility of his life. Throughout my life, I've never hankered for post position or power. I've always been realistic about my own abilities and strengths. My philosophy in life, instilled by my parents from young, is that whatever task I'm assigned, I will give of my best. And if my best falls short, as it surely will from time to time, I try to learn and I strive to improve and do better. So I have never gone out looking for work, additional work, but somehow the work finds me. And over the last 25 years in public service, my duties and responsibilities have kept on growing. It's like what happened two years ago when I was in MND then and DPM called me out of the blue. He asked, have you heard about the virus in Wuhan? And before I knew it, I was co-chairing the MTF with Gan Kim Yong. Now I will be taking on what would possibly be the biggest responsibility of my life. I am under no illusions about the demands of the job. It will get more challenging with greater political contestation and the growing desire for diversity in Parliament. And as PM said in Parliament recently, we do not assume that the PAP will win the next general election. Every GE from now on will be about which party will form the government not just how many seats the opposition wins or what percentage of the votes the ruling party gets. Knowing full well that we will have to earn the right of leadership, I will continue with the same principles that have guided me all these years, which is to give of my best, to engage and listen, and to learn and improve continually. And as I have repeatedly emphasised, Leadership and political leadership is never about one person. It's always about the entire team. Even a giant like Mr. Lee Kuan Yew had a team. The same was true for Mr. Go Chok Tong. And now PM Lee, he has SMTO, SM Taman, and many others. So much more the case will be with me. I need each and every one of the 4G team, the ministers, the SMSs, the MOSs, the PALSECs, and the MPs. 
As a team, we have worked together to fight COVID this past two years. We've gelled and grown closer together as a team. I believe we have strengthened our bonds with Singaporeans too through this crisis of a generation. And the bonds among Singaporeans have also been strengthened by the crisis. In some societies, the crisis depleted social capital and weakened political trust. In Singapore, I think we have dealt with the crisis in such a way as to add to our social capital and strengthen political trust. And I am very grateful for that. But beyond this crisis, there will be many more challenges ahead of us, especially as we enter a more complex, volatile and unpredictable world. We need to get through this pandemic and the pressing economic challenges we are facing today. And we must work hard to build a better Singapore tomorrow. We can overcome all of these challenges only as a strong and united team with a single-minded focus to serve Singapore and Singaporeans. And that's why I value the contributions from everyone in the team, including our broader team of hardworking and dedicated party activists. I look forward to bringing in more people to join our cause, to contribute in different ways and help strengthen our team. And of course, I will continue to benefit from the advice and guidance of our seniors, especially PM and our two SMs. I look forward to working closely with everyone to take the PAP and Singapore forward and to earn the trust and support of each and every Singaporean. Well, one big question remains. Will the handover of the PAP leadership take place before Singapore's next general election? When asked about it, PM Lee says the timeline is still to be decided. I'm already 70 and I'm looking forward to handing over to Lawrence once he's ready. Uh, this settling of the succession, we've already taken a very important step in the leadership renewal. One factor to take into account in when to do the transition will be the next general election, which will be due by 2025. I will discuss later, with, I will discuss with Lawrence and we will decide later what's the best strategy for us to uh, fight the next general election, whether for me to hand over to him first, he consolidates, he leads into the next election, it's clearly the 4G team and will be in charge after the next election. Or I go into the next election leading the PAP, fight the next election, win, and if we win, after that, Lawrence takes over and then the 4G team goes forward. It's a, it will depend on how things evolve, it's something which we will decide later on. But either way, our plan is for Lawrence to be the next PM if, if the PAP wins the next GE. And that has been settled. And the reaction from the public over the last two days shows that I think many people are happy we've taken this decision and are happy with the decision. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Well, let's analyze today's developments with The Straits Times' political editor, Zakir Hussain. 
Zakir was Minister Lawrence Wong's first media appearance since Thursday's announcement. To start, what are your first impressions? So I thought, you know, um, Minister Lawrence Wong was quite confident in sort of uh, outlining his, you know, hopes uh, for the team going forward, as well as his plans and his governing style. And it's almost as if uh, Mr. Wong's sort of grown into the role uh, in the past two years since he was tasked to co-chair the multi-ministry task force. He was also very confident when he delivered uh, his maiden budget speech uh, two months ago. You know, I think we can expect, you know, when cabinet changes are made in due course, and I think Mr. Wong does take on, uh, you know, further speaking or leadership opportunities, I think uh, we can expect Singaporeans to glean um, more of his possible governing style as well as his approach to leadership. Zaki, building on what you just said, did we get a further glimpse today of what his leadership style could be? Yeah, I think uh, he made very clear, I think, and, and you know, that... Um, Leadership is fundamentally about the team. Uh, and uh, he sort of made this point that he would draw on, um, you know, the wealth of knowledge as well as ability in his team, uh, whether, you know, they come from the public sector, um, had more exposure to policy work, or whether they were from the private sector. Um, you know, he says he values this diversity in the team greatly. And uh, everyone brings within their unique capabilities and strengths. And I think um, his approach will be to draw on their strengths to come up with the best possible policies and outcomes for Singapore. Well, Zakir, much time was also spent today addressing the decision process with Mr. Kaur saying he spoke individually to the 19 people involved. Uh, so what were the most interesting points that were revealed in choosing Mr. Wong as PAP's next 4G leader? So I think the details of the process were, were significant. Um, as we all must have heard, um, 15 out of the 19 stakeholders involved uh, chose Lawrence Wong as their preferred leader. Um, but Mr. Cole also disclosed that none of the others named uh, garnered more than two votes. So um, this was pretty overwhelming, 79%. Um, but also, I think the, the the extent to which Mr. Cole sort of, uh, and, and the stakeholders were, were sort of, um, you know, uh, given to express their views and thoughts, um, they were assured a full confidentiality. Uh, and in turn, uh, he said they were very candid. Uh, each interview took up to an hour. Uh, and the whole process that lasted um, over three weeks, you know, uh, arrived at a clear outcome. I see. Well, Zakia, we know the next general election must be held by November 2025. Will three and a half years be enough for Mr. Wong to cement support among the general population if he and not Mr. Lee is to lead PAP into the next general election? Well, I think uh, three years is a long time, but I think uh, in the past two years alone, Mr. Wong appears to have risen significantly. Uh, you know, he's been a calm voice uh, as a co-chair of the multi-ministry task force on COVID-19. Um, he's now helming an important ministry. He's involved in the key budget decision. And I think his maiden budget um, speech, I think, left a uh, good impression on many Singaporeans, you know, sort of carrying through a fairly unpopular, um, what could be a popular and policy but calmly laying out the reasons why we needed a GST hike and, and why the you know, uh, increase in taxes was balanced so that uh, it's sort of in a fair and equitable manner. I think the political cycle um, will demand a bit more from him, um, but it does seem that uh, he will probably um, shine. And I think the next few years are really an opportunity for Mr. Wong to try and build that rapport with a wider range of Singaporeans. 
Well, if Mr. Wong becomes Prime Minister, who will be his deputy or deputies? Do you think we will see sweeping changes at the next uh, cabinet reshuffle or not? So I think what's clear is, um, you know, the next cabinet reshuffle, I think, uh, which my prediction is I think it could likely take place within a month or so. Um, what's clear is I think Mr. Wong will also be made a deputy prime minister. Um, but at this stage, and I think as both PM uh, said earlier uh, this morning, um, you know, this, this process was about choosing a 4G leader, not about the deputy. And I think they will leave um, sort of to leave it to the 4G team uh, and Mr. Wong to sort of settle on the issue of his deputy. Um, I think what when, one thing we, we will might probably expect is I think that the deputy will probably be, um, you know, someone uh, younger than Mr. Wong, I would say, um, who would be, you know, um, maybe not the 5G leader, but, you know, um, a possible 4G leader who would be able to work closely with him and, and I think support him in, in uh, many key decisions as he assumes leadership role. Um, I'm not sure what other leadership changes we might see at the cabinet reshuffle, but I would expect perhaps uh, some of the more promising junior ministers will also be made full ministers, I guess. Many thanks to political editor Zakir Hussein. That was a podcast by The Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times, and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O.